Here's what's coming up on today's show. So we have to slow the game down and we have to examine the things we don't see because we can't go back to day one in their lives and start a brand new beginning, but we can change right now and help them create a brand new ending. This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino, fiduciary financial advisor at Securus Financial in the San Diego area, and Thomas O'Connell, president of International Financial Advisory Group, Inc. in Rockaway, New Jersey. Together, they'll be keeping retirement happy from coast to coast. Welcome back to another episode of the Retire Happy Podcast. I am your host on the West Coast, John Amarino, joined by my esteemed co-host on the East Coast, Tom O'Connell. Tommy, how you doing, buddy? Hello, everybody. Hello, John. Hey, big congratulations to your son winning that Little League championship over the weekend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, since we last talked, he uh, he was a starting pitcher through the playoffs, um, and uh, they won the league, their Little League championship. And then they also took home the Poway City Championship um, on Friday. So appreciate it. Yeah, nice stuff for Jake the Snake. Yeah, yeah. He'll be he'll, it, Brian Cashman is going to sign him soon. Yeah. Well, speaking of killing it, the Yankees sure are killing it these days. Boy, yeah, put up. Uh, they I, look like a football team against the Cubs this last weekend. Yeah, well, their day has been coming for a while, so it's about time. <laughs> you guys had your decades of dominance. Try being a Padre fan. So, folks, enough baseball. Um, we have a great guest on today's show. We figured, you know, you let, listen to us ramble on and rant and rave, Tommy and I, for 45 minutes on the last episode. So, uh, on today's episode, we have a guest. You know we're always big on knowledge and who else better to have on Knowledge than to bring the CEO and founder of the Wealth and Wisdom Institute, Mr. Len Rainier. Len has been in the financial industry for over 35 years. He's served on the advisory committee at Wayne State University School of Business. He's spoke at the Federal Reserve of Chicago's Money Smart Week for the two for two years. And he's actually received the board's highest honors for his talks. And his talks have really are focused on the economic trends and shifts and the impact of government programs and regulations on the social fabric of our country. And last but not least, he's authored seven books and has been on the publisher's bestsellers list. So... I know Tommy's excited, and I'm excited for today's guest, Mr. Len Rainier. And today's guest, CEO and founder of Wealth and Wisdom Institute, it's Len Rainier. Thank you, John. How you doing, Tom? Hey, Things how are, are you, Len? I'm doing fine. We're living in a very exciting time. Uh, historically, it may be... A little scary exciting but it's it's an exciting time there's a lot of changes going on yeah. yeah and where there's change there's opportunity right absolutely and we just have to recognize the opportunities and that's what we we want to make sure people understand totally what is going on behind the scenes when it comes to what's happening economically in our country and and how 
uh, it's going to impact them personally in their financial futures. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, what's going on economically. I mean, what a timely conversation, right? We're, we're, we're seeing the market slide back down. You know, the, the market's been down all of 2022. Uh, I just, I just uh, passed a gas station here in San Diego. Gas at six ninety nine for regular unleaded. Uh, you know, houses. You know, going for you know, uh, houses in here in San Diego, eighteen hundred square foot homes selling for one point four million dollars. You know, very interesting. And you know, that's kind of where Tommy and I want to start today's conversation. And we want to talk specifically about your brand new book. Just came out, so I haven't had the chance to read it, but it's on my list. And it's called Double Jeopardy, Hiddenomics, and the Role of the Government. And yeah, I got to tell you, Tommy and I were talking before the show, just reading the cover of this book, you know, where you're talking straight to us that the challenges that many Americans are facing are not actually financial product issues. They are complicated everyday issues. And I think everyone that's listening can agree that, you know, look what we've been through the last couple of years, the pandemic, the political environment, increasing costs, you know, double digit inflation and the government mandates. So I'm really ex- excited to talk about why you wrote this book and why you think things aren't working out for today's today's American. Well, we do. I do a lot of research. Uh, I'm involved in economic circles uh, for advisors of senators and congressmen, and uh, they're interesting listening to these people what they're about to do to us, not necessarily for us. And I think for the first time, many Americans are starting to realize they're not in control of their, the outcomes in their lives. They have a gut feeling that they're not prepared financially and they realize that there's no financial certainty that they, that they can rely on. In order to master the solutions in our financial lives, we must first master the challenges and understand them and have a total awareness of how it's going to impact us. Because without understanding this, the solutions that are given to us by the traditional financial thinkers will be destroyed. I mean, you, you have to have a, a full impact of this. Hiddenomics is simply an ongoing examination of the challenges and the missing realities that surround the financial services industry. You know, we have to address the issues. And in many cases, these issues are going to impact people's lives dramatically. And if we don't have this awareness, this is all about awareness. If we don't have this awareness and information and knowledge, the ability to make financial decisions in the future fall into the category of guesswork. And so that was the purpose of the book. The book is not a solution-driven book. It's it's an awareness-driven book. And that way, your planner, people that you, you look at for your advice, if they don't have this information, I don't see how you can get the proper planning that you're looking for. And we have discussed this with a lot of people across the country, that there are nine elements that will dramatically impact your planning results. And we list them under hiddenomics because they're not on the illustrations the financial people give you. They're not on the, the, the charts or the graphs. These are nine elements that are in the background, 
pulling the strings from where you'll end up in your financial future. And the first five are, are really sort of a litmus test for people when they're looking at what they're doing in their financial lives. The first five of the nine elements are risk, taxes, regulation, inflation, and depreciation of the dollar. We tag these as the core elements in your life. And when we look at these elements, these are going to dramatically impact your financial future. Let me give you a quick example. Does a 401k, putting money into a 401k, solve the clients and the public's problems of risk, taxes, regulation, inflation, and depreciation? Or did I just describe to you what it is? No and yes. Yes. <laughs> well, the core <laughs> elements... Concur. The, the core elements is an interesting conversation in the book. And we, we look at these things because of these five elements, risk, taxes, regulation, inflation, and depreciation of the dollar, you don't control hardly any of these. You might be able to control a little bit of the risk. But there are, there are three questions that we have to ask the public. Which of these five elements do you want in your financial future? Which of these five elements do you control? So we have to ask the final question, why does traditional thinking and their solutions point you in a direction that you don't want and you don't control? We have to look at all of the elements that we don't see. And there's a nice conversation that we, I share with people all the time is, and it simply starts out by saying, what do you see? But more importantly, what don't you see? Most of life's accidents and unintended consequences are the results of things you don't see. And the barriers in your lives and your financial lives are knowing only what you know and seeing only what you see. So we have to slow the game down and we have to examine the things we don't see because we can't go back to day one in their lives and start a brand new beginning. But we can change right now and help them create a brand new ending. Yeah, you know, right. and, and Len, that's a great point that you made is, you know, people not not being aware and having the information that they, they don't know. And I mean, Tom and I talk about this all the time, right? Tommy, people think retirement and retirement planning is just, okay, now I'm not working anymore. Now I'm going to collect social security and, and, and all is fine. They, they don't understand all the, all the hidden intricacies, the marginal tax traps and all these other things that go into the retirement planning that, you know, Tommy, you know, I've spent the better half of a decade, Tom, three decades, same with you, Lynn, you know, really discussing it. And I think now more than ever, we are really in an information war. People need to get the correct information because, you know, a lot of what's being spewed out there by the the network business TV stations or network news is, is not the correct information. It's dramatized and, you know, in, in my opinion, uh, fictitious news or fake news. We have to get something very straight in our minds that their information is, is all uh, in, in line to sell their products. It's about their right. profitability, not yours. Right. And so we have to be aware of the elements that were going to impact us that they don't discuss with us. You're not going to find any of these hiddenomic elements represented on the financial illustration, the calculations or the charts and the graphs. You're just not going to find them. And so if this is the hidden thing that's going to impact your life tremendously, you know, there's four other hiddenomics that I'd like to share with you very quickly. And they are time, rates of return, the monetary unit, and accumulation. 
And these are the things that are very disturbing to me because the most, if we take time times rate of return times monetary unit equals accumulation, this is the financial formula that the, that the industry has used for 100 years. This is how they come up with their math. Now, we need to understand math. Math, when done properly, is always right. When it's done right, the problem occurs in the future that the math is right, but the elements 10 to 20 years from now around that math have changed dramatically. And we're not having this conversation. You know, so we have to understand that the real, I think, change that we have to put into our, our, our training and our, and our concepts is that buying power is more powerful than accumulation. Whatever they give me in a financial planning setup, uh, I can't spend the accumulation number on that page. And what we have to understand is that accumulation is not something that you do in your everyday life. Where you live is in buying power. A quick example, if I may. If I had $300,000 in my 401k and someone told me I could get a 6.1% rate of return for the next 20 years, heck, I'd end up with a million bucks. That sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. But then we start looking at the qualified plan as one of the most powerful things we can do for our financial futures. But the day I retire, there's a knock on my door and there stands the tax guy. And the tax guy wants about 25% of my million dollars of accumulation, not buying power, accumulation. So now I, I really don't have a million dollars. I got $750,000. And if we slow the game down enough to realize that at 3% inflation over 20 years, my buying power has diminished from a million dollars of accumulation to $415,250 of buying power. That's not a 6.1% rate of return over 20 years. That's a 1.65% buying power rate of return. And that's assuming no market risk. You're absolutely right. From a different perspective, let's take a look at that example. At 6.1%, we started out with $300,000 and we ended up with $415,000 of buying power. Real math says that only takes six years in that, in that calculation. So what this means is, out of your 20-year plan, seven years of your 20-year plan went to paying taxes, and another seven years was eaten up by inflation. So only six of those 20 years really benefited you. And that's what we're facing in today's world. This, these are the things you know, that we have to discuss with the client. The role of the government comes into play because they're the ones, when we look at risk, taxes, regulation, inflation, and depreciation in the dollar, we have to ask ourselves the question, who controls these elements? Is it you? Is it the financial services industry? Or is it the federal government? And the answer is always the federal government. So we have to pay a lot of attention. And this is where the public loses track of what's really going on because they're not getting the right information. If you want me to, I can share some statistics with you that will start to paint a picture of where we're heading as a country. Is that, yeah. that all right? Yeah, yeah because yeah. I mean... I think it's important because, you know, and you'd mentioned, you know, who sets these standards, you know, the government or the financial services. Heck, you know, the government at the at the helms of whatever lobbyists are paying them because as Tommy and I have talked about, you know, people need to start 
looking, you know, at both parties across the board that, hey, maybe our government's a little bit more self-serving than watching out for us, we the people. So, yeah, well, statistics would be great. And, and before you do that, just one other thought real quick. And um, this this is something that I was taught from a mutual friend of mine and Lens, the late, great Nelson Nash. Uh, he always said, beware of the people who come up with a solution for the problem that they caused, right? So when the government is coming up with these ideas like IRAs and 401ks for the problem of uh, wealth accumulation or retirement planning or legacy planning, that the problems that they created with those, and then they're giving us the solution for it, well, that's what we have to be aware of. Yeah. Well, we, we have to understand too that in a qualified plan, the government is guaranteed their amount the financial services industry is guaranteed their amount. What's the public guaranteed? Nothing. Right. So we have to pay attention because in, in the book, the new book, Hiddenomics uh, and in Double Jeopardy, there's a little section called Washington is Broken. And this is something that we put out 10 years ago, but everything came true. But we must pay attention to the patterns and the, and the direction that we're heading because in the year 2000, the U.S. government debt was $5.67 trillion. In the year 2021, it hit $28 trillion. According to the U.S. Treasury, by the time the year 2026 comes along, we'll be at $47 trillion. That's the government's own source. Mm. We, have, we have to pay attention to the amount of money that they're spending. In the year, the federal budget set forward by the government in the year 2000 was $1.4 trillion. In 2020, the U.S. federal budget was $2.6 trillion, but they overspent it by $3.7 trillion. The new budget that they're, they're uh, pushing right now is $5.7 trillion. And remember, just three years ago, we were at $2.6 trillion. The one thing that really bothers me when we're doing the examinations of the of the economy is that the debt is going to increase over the next several years, few years, by 60%. The number of new taxpayers entering age-wise and into the workforce is going to increase by 8%. There's something wrong here when the debt increases 60% and the number of new taxpayers increases only by 8%. What is that picture going to look like? That's a big negative number. Yeah, it is. You know, in my question, I was speaking to a couple of professionals uh, yesterday, and I just asked them a simple question. Why does the government insist on increasing our taxes when they have no intent of ever paying off that debt? Right. In 2026, $47 trillion. And at what point in time do we, do we understand that the, we're playing a very wicked, wicked game. Give and you an example. And, and this isn't a new problem. I mean, back in 2010, Robert Walker was David sounding, Walker. you know, the alarm bells all over, right? 60 minutes saying, listen, we yeah. have to double taxes right now when we're at what, 10 trillion then. And I got to meet David. Changed. I got to meet David Walker and I got to meet Alan Greenspan. And it's a whole different game for them. But David Walker was a truth teller and they, the government couldn't wait to get rid of him and because he was just saying, this isn't gonna work. To give you an example of what's going on just recently, 
80% of all the money in the circulation in the United States today was printed in the last two years, 80%. Hmm. And our unfunded liabilities in the next five years goes from $159 trillion to $213 trillion. We have to pay attention to inflation because it is more dangerous than taxes. The May inflation rate was just released three days ago is 8.6%. Now, that's, that's a good way to look at inflation is go to the government site and say, look at the CPI. But did you know there's 13 different CPI measurements? And, and they're going to pick the ones they want to use. The core CPI doesn't include food or energy. So that number is going to be a little bit smaller. But when we start using the regular CPI, it's simply an average of the average, 8.6%. But 60% of your money is going to elements like food and energy. Energy is up 48%. Food's up 18%. And you must understand another hiddenomics element is that since prices are going up, the taxes on the buying and purchasing of those goods is also going up out of your pocket also. The number that we must pay attention to is the wholesale inflation number. In August of 2021, the wholesale inflation number was 8.3%. Today, it's at 10.8%. So you must pay attention between the difference between the public's 8.6% and the wholesaler's inflation rate at 10.8 because the wholesale price is what is what's going to be passed on to the public in the next 30 to 90 days so there's still room for this to get a little worse now lynn what what would you mind explaining to our listeners what's included in the wholesaler inflation rate well they they take a look at production costs uh the elements they use some of the basket of goods what they used to use as a fixed basket of goods to to utilize their summaries um and it's getting the cost from the person who plants the seed into the ground to in the can at the grocery store. And it's the cost that's going up. Uh, yeah, there are some costs that we don't even think of, you know, when we, we even talk about food because the cost of fertilizing is, is, is almost doubled recently. But then everything moves by diesel. And I don't know what it is out in California, but diesel uh, cost for a guy driving a truck to get our goods to the store, his is has doubled in the last year and a half. These Easily. costs are passed on to us. Right. Yeah. Well, I was I was at uh, we were at a restaurant a couple of weeks ago, and right there uh, in, on the bill, four percent inflation adjustment. Yeah. And yeah. inflation is it, inflation is the thing that is going to kill you. I mean, when we look at inflation, the government keeps changing how they measure inflation. If we use the 1980 model in today's world, inflation would be 16.9%. If we use their 1990 model, real inflation would be 11.4%. But they're still insisting that we're at 8.6%. The interesting thing about because we get our news, uh, financial news, in snippets of like 30 seconds. You know, they, they talked about two days ago, they came out with the number 8.6% inflation over last year. Okay, but what if we took a look at two years ago? The wholesale inflation rate and the regular core inflation rate in May of 2020 was 0.1%. Now it's 
And so in two years, just in, in 600 days, we have seen the inflation rate go from 0.1% to 8.6. That's, you know, hundreds of, of uh, percentage rates of return on inflation. And so we're watching that very carefully. And, and we have to, if, if you don't pay attention to this, you're going to get, you're going to get buried. You know, and the same thing as home prices. You're, you're out in, in La La Land. Well, you're south of La La Land, but in California, in San Diego, you know, the average home price in across the United States in the year 2000 was $165,000. The government is projecting the average price of a single home in 2026 will be $671,000. Now, wow. let's put that into perspective for the average American. Because in October, in October of 2021, a half a million dollar house would be about $2,100 a month. We go out six months later into 2022, March of 2022, that $2,100 doesn't buy you a $500,000 home anymore. It buys you a $395,000 house. 30 days later, with the increase in interest rates at $2,100, you can afford a $370,000 thousand dollars not a half a million dollar house and this week they're going to increase the interest rates the feds are going to increase their interest rates by three quarter of a point so we're going to see seven and eight percent interest rates and mortgages on homes and at six percent at six percent you'll be able twenty one hundred dollars you'll be able to buy a three hundred fifty five thousand dollar home not a half a million dollar house yeah, and, and you, you know, and you mentioned just like the, the the whole trickle down effect on that. I mean, you know, you look at okay, now house is one and a half million dollars. Well, now guess what's you know being collected now? More property tax and and you know just yeah. the cost of goods and services, right? We're paying a higher sales tax, but then if we're talking retirees, now your withdrawal rates are going up. You're taking out more money. Your IRA is being taxed more. It's just you know the whole trickle down. And like you said, I mean, inflation, it's, it is the most insidious tax because it erodes the purchasing power. And it yeah, does, it, and it, does at, it without people even looking or seeing it. That's, you know, and so like you jump on there, John, with, with what you were saying, when people are taking more money out, especially in a market environment like we're in, now you're starting to deplete principal as opposed to just using income or dividends or, or interest, right? But with that depletion, you are, you erode the re the uh, ability for your portfolio to come back because you're eating away at so much of it. It's just speeding up that process of you running out of money. Yeah, or you know, a lot of people want to. Uh, you know, I I saw a retiree blog post of people. You know, are are we need to go to cash now? Well, you know, if inflation's at double digits. Your purchasing power is going to double digits too, with you sitting in cash. So, you know that's a phenomenal point. You know, with, with it being the trickle down effect, Lynn. Well, we're looking at you hit it on the nose. As as the value of your house went up, so did the taxes, so did the insurance, so did the other, you know, all the elements around that upkeep, repairs, and things like that just skyrocketed. And so it's a domino effect. And now we have to start looking at how this is going to impact us in the future. You know, because the World Bank estimated that future retirement shortfalls 
that's in IRAs and simple 401ks will be between six and $14 trillion. This is on a personal level. And the World Bank also estimates that, estimates that 51% of the people now working are expecting some type of inheritance to supplement their retirement at re, you know, for their incomes. 25% of that 51% of people are expecting that inheritance to be 100% of their retirement. And, and so you can hope and dream all you want, but if you're not going to ensure the value of your family right now, as the rich do in estate planning and things like that, they preserve the value of their of their livelihood by supplementing, you know, some programs to pay off the taxes when, you know, it's passed on to the next generation. But when we take a look at what the government told us even just five years ago, this is interesting. This is from their own site. The government took in in the year 2017, just five years ago, $1.9 trillion in income taxes. They estimated back then that in 2022, they would take in $2.7 trillion, which was a 50% increase over that five-year period. The reality is right now in 2022, we're at $3.8 trillion in income taxes. So they missed their estimates by almost, almost 40%. And I'm just wondering what other estimates they are missing, because in the same in the same study, they said in 2017, the debt in the United States would be was 20 trillion dollars. And they estimated that at the end of 2022, the debt would be 23 trillion dollars. And we're sitting at 30 trillion dollars now and expected to go up to 47 trillion dollars in the next five years. So these are the challenges that a planner without this information, is simply doing guesswork. And I'm not degrading anybody. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm just challenging the process in which we have been following all along. And we can't continue down the same path when things are turning over like they are right now. You know, I, I've been a student of Lens for probably about 10 years or, or so now. Uh, and a member of his wealth and wisdom organization. And, and, you know, I've talked about on this show and with clients, uh, I talk a lot about ensuring the legacy, like what Len just mentioned a couple of minutes ago. And he's the one who taught me how to read the, the CBO chart that he just read off to you. Um, you know, we've talked in other podcasts, we've talked about not only what the government says they're collecting now, but I, I, I took it from 2021 out five years from now. And five years from now, in 2027, they're expecting to be collecting another 40% on top of the 50% from 2017. So, you know, we're looking at 100 to 150% tax increase. And, and Len's just talking about income taxes. We're not talking about anything else. We're talking about personal income taxes. And as he mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast, we are in a declining workforce. We have fewer and fewer people in the workforce. By 2027, the, the, the 90, I think roughly 90 to 95% of the baby boomers are going to be at 65. 65 is quote unquote, the retirement years. So when we have, we have a, a, a negative workforce and we have taxes that are going to probably I mean, by by government 
retirement accounts are only going up 40 or 50 percent, but in, in reality, it'll end up being probably 70 to 100 percent, right? One of the things that Len has drilled into me and the, and the people that are part of Wealth and Wisdom, and one of the things that I try to drill into everybody on this podcast in client meetings is we have to ensure or we have to be responsible for that financial legacy because no one else is going to do it for your families. Len, I'll let you expound on that a little bit, I think. Yeah, I think people are looking for certainty. As I said in the very beginning, there's no financial certainty they can rely on. This is guesswork at this point in time. And then when we look at the core elements, we're saying who really controls this and each one of those steps, risk, taxes, regulation, inflation, and depreciation of the dollar is eating away at your ability to put you know, money away. One more example of this is in the book, we, there's a little section called recalculating miscalculations. And it's simply looking at putting $250 a month away into a qualified retirement plan. This is typical of what we get. And if you could get a 6% rate of return over 30 years, you know what, John, Tom, you'd end up with $250,000 30 years later. And then it goes on to say, well, we better start recalculating, recalculating because we've got to take taxes out of this. So I retire 30 years later with my $250,000 accumulation and the government wants 25% of that when I retire. So now my retirement account after taxes leaves me with $177,000. And then once again, We've got to start recalculating and recalculating for inflation. Unfortunately, at 3% inflation over those 30 years, it's reduced my buying power to $77,247 from $177,000. So I have to ask the question, wait a minute. 30 years ago, I put in $90,000 of my money to end up with $77,000 of buying power. That's a negative 1.2% rate of return over 30 years. If I wanted to end up with $250,000 of buying power 30 years from now, my goal would be to accumulate in accumulation $806,000 to end up with $250,000 of buying power. We're not getting this information from the financial services industry. We need to be aware of what's going on because without awareness, this is just guesswork. Yeah. Well said. Well said. And, you know, and that's something that Tom and I, you know, from the comprehensive standpoint, you know, we tell people, listen, you know, rates of return are nice. They're, they're a little feel good. They also stress you out. Um, but when you're really looking at comprehensive financial planning and proactive financial planning, it's really a small slice of, uh, of the pizza as we give Tommy the New York, the New York pie. Uh, reference, but you know, we have to consider all these things. And, and I, you know, Len, thanks for coming on and sharing your wisdom and, and telling us about, you know, the nine elements. Cause I, I, I really think it's imperative that, you know, people start to read past the headlines and, and dig deep into what has just become a, you know, government made problem. Unfortunately, the people that it is a man made problem. Inflation is a man-made problem. Unfortunately, the same people who put us into the position of this problem are now they're going to tell us how do we get out of it? You know, how do, how are they going to fix it? And I just don't trust uh, I just don't trust their solution 
that will favor them more than it will favor us. Absolutely. Well, and, and like you said, they got rid of Robert Walker, you know, uh, over a David decade Walker. ago, or I'm sorry, David Walker, right? Uh, over a decade ago when he was just saying, you know, you just need to understand four simple little letters, M-A-T-H, math, and, uh, you know, and, and you nail it on the dot throughout your talk that miscalculation after miscalculation, whether, you know, for now, whatever see, reason was done. Yeah. The math is always right when it's done right, but the elements around the math over a period of time changes the results dramatically. And people don't get that in the illustrations. You know, so no. I, well, that was, uh, you know, I, I mean, man, the, the time flew by. Uh, I don't know if it, you know, flew by for you, Tommy, but yeah. man, that was a great great interview len i we appreciate you coming on and you know letting people you know it, you know it's it's not doom and gloom but you know it's better not to have your head buried in the sand right no Can no it's not something? it's not doom or gloom it, it's about but it's about understanding what's going on around you right. it's uh you know john when you were a police officer right one of the, you it was drilled into you situational awareness exactly right and the same same in the military situational awareness and that's what well, we're talking about here yeah i think i think to answer the doom and gloom thing is knowing something can be scary mm -hmm. not knowing something can be disastrous yeah exactly and if you know the problem you can start working towards a solution. That's right. And, you know, you talk about the situational awareness. I mean, just the simple things that, you know, I, I live in the suburbs and it's a safe community, but how many people just leave their garage doors open? Yeah. And it dry as a former, you know, police officer of 20 years, it drives me nuts. Yeah. And as we said in the beginning, John, to master the financial financial solutions, you must first master the challenges that destroy the solution. And so what we're talking, and Tom hit it, want to talk about generational planning. I mean, I was, I was able to, with my kids, sit down with them and we created, you know, they own it, uh, but we created, we've ensured my value. And when I decide to leave the planet, there's anywhere between 2.5 and 4 million dollars for them tax-free mm -hmm. and you know that's their investment my life expectancy life expectancy in the united states is down you know uh five percent over the last three years uh, life expectancy for a male being born today is 77 years so by the time we start collecting social security it's a very short window but i allowed my children to invest in me because there was a certainty there that I was aware of. Someday I'm going to leave the planet. And this was done out of love, not out of greed. And, and simply, they started putting, uh, between the four families, uh, they put in their share and the $2.5 million is owned by them. Which means now, with my grandchildren, they have the ability to pay for education because they can use that $2.5 million because it is a certainty as leverage right. for things they want to do in their lives today. Right. You know, I, I talk about that with folks too, Len, and I learned a lot of this from you. Uh, and one of the things that people have to understand is that, uh, you know, time is an asset, right? And like you said, we have to leverage it and we have to, and that's right. the best leverage is the, is the shortest amount of time. Well, and that's the, the funny thing that 
we talk about the the challenges the industry and listen to the words they use money under management the financial service industry wants to hold your money for the longest period of time now there's a conflict here because my goals uh, for my client is to achieve their goals in the least amount of time who's going to win this game and if you start understanding leverage there are many aspects of your financial life that have leverage you haven't even thought about you know when we talk about moving the ball down to the next generation in the family if my parents were alive i would have invested in their livelihoods as much as i could you know it and i'm allowing my children to do that now knowing that my value is is high today but 10 years from now you know things diminish as you get older and they end up in a garage sale that's where all your net worth ends up being if you don't plan properly right on yeah well those are words to definitely end the show on i mean that was that was powerful and uh lynn we thank you for all your knowledge and before you leave um i want to tell everybody you know if you get a chance you need to go out get lynn's book double jeopardy hiddenomics and the role of the government and lynn if our listeners want to read this book where can they find it well they can find it on our site uh wealth and a n d wisdom institute.com wealth awesome. and wisdom institute and better yet they could contact you guys and you could ship it to them <laughs> i was just going to say that why, why don't john why don't we buy a bundle of them uh and then they, the folks can get in touch with us and we can get it out to them yeah sounds good so just uh when you're listening click on uh click on the contact links for tom and i and we'll we'll get you a book free so well again uh that's going to wrap it up for today's show uh Thank you very much again, Len. It is awesome having you on. And uh, Tommy, you have any last uh, words you want to say? I just want to thank Len for not only today, but for the years of friendship and, and the years of mentoring. I've seen Len almost, almost annually up until the coronavirus hit. Uh, we would I would go to his programs and... Um, there wasn't a time that I, even in our phone conversations, there isn't a time that I don't walk away having learned something great that I can use with uh, my family, with my clients, uh, with the general public on podcasts like this. So I, I have a profound thank you uh, to you, Len, um, well, for everything Tom, that you've done for me. Tom, you're a great practitioner. Um, I envy your clients because you're, you're on the right path. And I think this information that you guys are putting out is, is the center point of thinking and making good, sound financial decisions. Well, that's what the Retire Happy Podcast is all about. So, folks, that's going to wrap it up. Until next time, let us help you make sound financial decisions. Take care. Bye, everybody. It's easy to get in touch with John and Thomas. If you're more on the West Coast, give John a call at 858-935-6210. That's 858-935-6210. Or go online to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com. If you're more of an East Coaster, then call Thomas, 973-394-0623. That's 973-394-0623. 
888-900-0623 and online at internationalfinancial.com. That's internationalfinancial.com. And you can, of course, always just check the description or the show notes section of today's show for all that contact information. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll see you next time on the Retire Happy Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM, Securus Financial, and International Financial Advisory Group are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Iamarino, Thomas O'Connell, and guests on this show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subjects covered.